a real talk. Real talk. And here we go. Here we go. On this Monday, it is February 27th. Believe it or not, it's actually the 27th day of uh, the second month of the year. My God, time is flying by so quickly. Welcome to Real Talk Memphis uh, on this uh, beautiful Monday night. Uh, It feels almost like uh, spring out there, doesn't it? Temperatures around 70 degrees and folks getting outside and everything. I'm depressed. And the reason I'm depressed about the fact that it's 70 degrees, that means that spring is close by and that means I have to start cutting grass again. So I'm not happy about that. But I digress. (laughs) That is my issue. Uh, Welcome in. Very happy to have you tonight. And uh, I think we have a a good show for you this evening. We'll get into all of that in just a few minutes. Uh, Of course, um, Many of you always ask, how do I get this extraordinary piece of radio broadcasting? Well, Lola is going to tell you how to do that, Lola. You can find this fine piece of broadcasting (laughs) on live here on WYXR 91.7 on the TuneIn app, Mm -hmm. Facebook Live, and when it posts, Tuesday, available on YouTube, Twitter, and wherever you get your podcast. Wherever you get your podcast. Thank you, Lola. That was very, very well done. So uh, now you have no questions as to how to get this fine piece of radio broadcasting. We got all of that business out of the way. Uh, guests tonight include Shelby County Clerk Wanda Halbert, who has been in the news a bit of late, and uh, we're going to have a conversation with her about that and uh, how things are going uh, as she, of course, is the Shelby County clerk. Uh, we'll have that. Kind of, and this is the first time Wanda's been on this broadcast. So I look forward to having her in just a few minutes. A little bit later on, uh, we're going to talk about uh, your heart and your heartbeat. You know, this is uh, this is uh, the Heart Health Month, of course, in February. And we're going to have Mr. Wardell Seals. Who is he? He is the president and CEO of Heartbeat CPR. And uh, not only do they uh, train folks uh, in how to properly execute CPR, they also offer certification and a lot of very good, valuable information that you need to know. And if you're not CPR certified, you need to know how to become that because you could be the right person uh, in the right place at the right time. Uh, And a little bit uh, later on, we're going to be speaking with uh, Regina Golder. She is a nurse practitioner with the Methodist Medical Group. Uh, Recently, they had an event that they do every year called uh, Tennessee Quit Week. Uh, Two of the habits that they are trying to get you to quit are bad ones. One is smoking and the other one is vaping. And, uh, you know, they're going to talk a little bit about that. And both of them are harmful to your health. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what uh, the uh, Tennessee Quit Week is all about. And really, uh, you know, maybe how you need to maybe change those habits uh, in terms of smoking and vaping. So that's the big broadcast tonight. Uh, And before we move on, of course, it is this time of the broadcast uh, that we honor you uh, and your current trip around the sun. Uh, If you have celebrated a birthday over the weekend or had one today or have one today or you have one this week, 
This is the shout out portion of the big broadcast. And of course, uh, you know, we can't do that unless I say, hit it, Bryn. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to the following individuals. Elizabeth Hart, happy birthday to you. Shalisa Granberry celebrating her birthday today, as is Clarence Macklin, Charles Banks. Jacqueline Cox Heron celebrating today, as is Ricky Hamilton Jackson, Melodia Lucas celebrating today. Angel Blair, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Timothy Ware, Nancy Schellenberger, and Edward Jerome Hampton. And Lola is by the mic, so I'm sure she has a birthday or two as well, Lola. A very, very special birthday to my big sister, Vicki Gregory. She is 21 on today, so yes, that makes me 18. Happy birthday. Uh, Love you. I like how that's reverse. I like how that takes place. Well, happy birthday to her. And happy birthday to each and every one of you out there. We look forward to being with you next year to celebrate your next trip around the sun. I hope today was filled with fun and laughter. Happy birthday to one and all. Thank you, Bryn. All right, so uh, we'll get into some news and notes here. Uh, Of course, uh, today uh, is uh, the, uh, the visitation for... Uh, the uh, MPD officer, Jeffrey Redd. Uh, he will be laid to rest tomorrow at uh, Hope Church. Uh, t- this evening, uh, maybe around 6.30, not too long from now, uh, the Sea of Blue will be happening. Uh, and it will it, it will be occurring uh, over on South Mendenhall. I think the 3500 block is where it will emanate from. Uh, so if you want to uh, go out and pay your respects uh, to uh, the late officer, Jeffrey Redd, uh, feel free uh, to do so uh, as well. So it was a uh, another violent weekend in the city of Memphis. What's new about that, right? Uh, we actually had. So let's 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 back let's back up just a bit. Uh, a week ago on Sunday, we had 11 people shot, and one of them uh, died. In that, uh, it was categorized as a mass shooting because it was. Uh, two of the individuals who were charged uh, in that uh, shooting. Uh, are now out on bond. The reason why they're out on bond is because uh, apparently there's some video, according to the defense attorney who's representing one of the uh, suspects, uh, that shows that the suspect was actually defending himself uh, from uh, being shot. We will see how all of this plays out, of course, uh, in court. Fast forward to yesterday, early yesterday morning, eight people, I'm sorry, no, five people were shot. Uh, one of those people died uh, at the scene, uh, and the four other individuals who were shot are in critical condition. Uh, this happened at a gas station on 3rd Street near Shelby Drive uh, in uh, southwest Memphis. Later on yesterday afternoon, three additional people were shot uh, in North Memphis. And to top it off, early this morning, four people were shot in South Memphis with two of those uh, victims dying at the scene. So, uh, and there's no suspect information on any of those cases at this particular point in time. Uh, so, you know, once again, you know, we, we, we wake up to 
extraordinarily tragic news. And we've also seen uh, a very big increase in the number of accidents on our interstates. And I'm talking about multi-vehicle accidents, you know, as well, that not only tying up interstate for hours and hours and hours, uh, but also causing fatalities. So, you know, ladies and gentlemen, it's, 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 it goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway. When we know better, uh, we really need to try to do better, you know, out here because there are too many people losing their lives needlessly uh, on a daily and weekly basis. And uh, I'm kind of tired of talking about it, to be honest with you, because uh, uh, it, it's, it's sad and it's heartbreaking. Uh, you may have heard uh, the conversation uh, that emanated from the uh, county commission last week in reference to reparations. They're actually uh, going to fund a study, about $5 million worth, uh, to uh, study reparations uh, for descendants of enslaved people. Uh, they want to establish, develop, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, figure out how exactly to do this uh, by addressing five key areas of concern. One of them is access to affordable housing and ownership, uh, health care, criminal justice reform, and enhanced career opportunities, along with financial literacy and generational wealth. Uh, so they're trying to figure out exactly how they can they can do this, uh, you know, and, and, and what is the best way to do this? I know many of you are looking at trying to get a check. All right. That will probably not be the case. Uh, instead, they will uh, utilize uh, some of the programs uh, that are, are very much needed uh, to help to improve our community uh, and the people living in our various communities uh, in reference to uh, some of the uh, areas that we discussed. This, this is something that, that bears watching, is not only here, uh, but there are several states across the country uh, who are looking uh, at uh, some type of reparation program uh, to give people. And I know, once again, people are saying to themselves, yeah, good, it's time, it's time, I need to be paid, I need to be paid. Well, it won't be in the form of a check, I don't believe, but let's just watch the progress and the process as it continues to move along. So the announcement of uh, Memphis and May, the acts that are going to be featured, uh, came out today. And, uh, you know, Nicole and, and Lola, you know, are, are, are big musical folks, and they, they both have radio shows in the whole nine yards. So I'll just name some of the acts that, that were mentioned. The Lumineers, uh, these are the, I guess, the... Uh, the uh, yeah, the highlight, the, the, the big acts or whatever. Uh, Greta Van Fleet, uh, Robert Plant, and Allison Krauss. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, <laughs> she'll be raising her hand on that one. Jasmine Sullivan. The Everybody, The Roots, Ziggy Marley, uh, and PJ Morton, and a hip hop guy by the name of Finesse Two Times. He's from here. He's from Memphis, right. And the Barkays will be making a return to the big stage along with Glorilla. Now that is that is just a small sample size of uh, the number of people who are going to be here. Uh, everybody in the studio see, seems to be kind of pleased with that. Y'all going to take it to check, check out the show? Nicole is kind of, yeah. Yeah, so Shelby, Shelby will be there. <laughs> she'll be waiting to get down. All right, well that takes a good look at uh, news and notes and entertainment, by the way, on this Monday evening. We're gonna take our first break. And when we come back, uh, we are going to uh, speak with our Shelby County Clerk. Her name is Wanda Halbert. This is, what's the name of this show? 
Real Talk Memphis uh, for a Monday evening. <laughs> I'm Chip. You know who you are. I think I'm Chip, and I think you know who you are. Quick break right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. WYXR is supported by the On Stage at the Halloran Center 2022-2023 season, which continues in downtown Memphis. Experience live entertainment with music, magic, and more, including the return of Orchestra Unplugged and the Songwriter Series events. More information and the full lineup at orpheum-memphis.com slash onstage. WYXR Stereo Sessions, presented by Mempho, returns March 8th, where we'll be diving into the psychedelic sounds of New Zealand Trading Company with their album's producer, Natalie Rosenberg. RSVP for the free event at WYXR.org. This is Clark Burke Keys with Crosstown Brewing Company. WYXR is supported by Crosstown Brewing Company's CBC Classic Golf Tournament on Saturday, April 1st at the Links at Galloway. A portion of the proceeds will benefit WYXR. More information available at crosstownbeer.com. Like what you're hearing? WYXR is a listener-supported station. Help keep the sound of Memphis alive by donating at wyxr.org. Do you want to place your company in front of Memphis cultural consumers and influencers? How about interacting with them in a meaningful way? WYXR's second annual Stereo Sessions at the Memphis Listening Lab is back. We are looking for sponsors to support WYXR's exploration of unsung albums from the musical history of Memphis. For more information, email us at sponsorships at wyxr.org. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis. I found out what the name of the show was during the commercial break. It's Real Talk Memphis. <laughs> very happy to have you with us on this Monday evening. Uh, I'm Chip, and I'm very happy to have uh, my next guest with me. Uh, she, of course, uh, is uh, the Shelby County County Clerk, uh, Wanda Halbert. And, uh, you know, Wanda's never been on this uh, broadcast before, so I'm very happy to have her. And it's good to see you, my friend. How are you tonight? I am great. How are you, sir? Doing well. Thank you. Thank you for taking some time out of an extraordinarily busy schedule to join me this evening. Really, really appreciate it. So, uh, you know, everything uh, was uh, was going, uh, you know, rather well, quietly uh, in terms of your office of late. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we heard from uh, local representative, state representative Mark White, uh, who decided to pass a bill 
uh, through the legislature up there in Nashville, which basically changed the percentage of what it would take to recall uh, your position from 15 percent to now one percent. Uh, and uh, I thought that was a very interesting. He didn't bother to tell any of his the Democratic colleagues, he is a Republican, uh, that he was making that move. Uh, and then we fast forward to last Wednesday uh, when the county commission met. Uh, and uh, at some particular point in time, there was a, initially a conversation about hiring an attorney uh, to try to, uh, you know, look into to seeing if they could try to oust you some way. Uh, but Commissioner Henry Brooks stepped in and said, no, 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 we're not going to do that. And instead, uh, they decided they wanted to uh, offer you a special assistant uh, who would be in your office for the next 90 days uh, to analyze, assess, and, 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 and basically give a, give a review of what's going on there uh, and report back to the uh, county commission. I have to ask you, uh, in light of uh, recent events, uh, how are you feeling about all of this? And uh, do you have any idea where all this uh, initially uh, came from once again? Well, let me first say thank you for inviting me to the show. And sure. I hope this is not my last show. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I agree with you. Over the last four years, we have been here up until last year. All of a sudden, it just looked like the bottom fell out of the organization. And uh, what we ended up discovering was that the county clerk's office has never historically performed mail services. That's always been done by the administration of the mayor. Mm -hmm. And somehow all of these license plates all of a sudden stopped getting to citizens. So it was so weird that it took me a, maybe about a week to figure out what was going on, only to discover that the mail services had been completely stopped, quote, due to a lack of funds. Okay. What the customers don't know is that when they go online all day, every day, your fee is put into the coffers of the county clerk's account, and that money is swept by Shelby County government. So the money is always there. Okay. All right. Also, state law chip that says even if for whatever reason, a independent office cannot perform a function, the state still holds the county legally liable to carry out that function. Mm -hmm. So this thing that Representative White has done has just been um, an eye opener because Representative White actually reached out to me at a Democratic function and he offered to assist. And there are a host of emails between and among him, him uh, myself, him, and others at the state level where they literally reached out to help and assist me. Mm -hmm. So those, those, those correspondence exist uh, among many, about four or five of us. So this, this, this uh, action by him initially at the state house clearly took you by surprise, uh, you're saying? Not only by surprise, it disappointed me because I don't personally know uh, Representative White. Mm -hmm. I was honored, and um, especially with him being a Republican, cared enough about the public's business that he did not look at the party line, and he reached over and assisted. But I think there's something else different going on here with this um, attempt. 
So, you know, I know you'd be the, uh, to be a woman of principle and standards. And, and I've heard you mention in the past um, that there were, in terms of the offices uh, that, that you oversee, First of all, uh, there's there's always been a bit of a staffing issue, but more importantly, there's a retrofit issue uh, in terms of uh, what you saw when you came in there. Talk a little bit about that uh, and and why that has uh, uh, been so high on your priority list. So what we've documented was um, the fact that these buildings, and and I would like the public to make sure that they just kind of think back Think back if you've ever gone to any of these facilities. Mm. These facilities, we've been in these buildings for the last 30 years. Mm -hmm. So that means, did we grow as our population and our customer base grew? Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. And when I got into the office, I thought it was really odd because in the non-government building, you don't even have public restrooms. That's illegal today. It's been illegal for quite some time. It's outside of ADA compliance. Mm-hmm. And when the county commission, some members of the county commission started um, kind of talking about it, we literally went and had posters made where you could see our video footage before COVID. And everyone knows that we did not find out about COVID until March the 9th of 2020. Right. So before COVID, we have it where all of the customers are stacked sitting on top of each other. There there has always been a line, um, but during COVID, of course, you know, we had to sit feet social distance. And before we could even get out of COVID, then the governor decided to turn on new license plates for everyone throughout the entire state. So those three issues back to back kind of threw us a little bit, but Um, The county clerk's office has always had the ability to perform the services. Had those license plates not gotten stopped from going to the customers, we would not have been in that position. So, you know, in reference to all of that and saying all of that, you know, clearly there and you've and you've always been honest. There have always been lines in terms of this. Uh, but but in, in terms of what you just talked about internally and some of the other issues that have happened, uh, uh, one of the things I was very surprised about uh, was what happened at the county commission last week. And when all of a sudden uh, this issue came up again and now they're talking about uh, uh, bringing in uh, a so, so-called special assistant uh, to oversee your office and, and analyze things and report back to the county commission. I don't think that that was a move that made uh, you feel too positive about things, was it? Well, let me um, kind of step back and correct that just a little bit, Chip, if I may. Sure. What they're referencing is bringing in someone potentially with a legal background okay. to help discover what is the problem okay. and, and how do we rectify the problem. Well, let me remind you all that as soon as I walked through the door, I asked for a forensic audit because I knew something was wrong. Uh-huh. Additionally, this office requested a legal representative and we were denied that only to find out that other offices throughout Shelby County government have been giving exactly that. So we were uh, forced to take a policy advisor, which did not have the meat of a attorney. There are no problems for anyone to come in and fix outside of the fact that you're still living 30 years ago in the same facilities 
that literally do not serve today's customer base in Shelby County government. But also, I believe and I am hopeful that whomever that person is, we're going to get to the publicly get to the bottom of what exactly happened. And we have documented every part of that process. And I'm very disappointed that those who are responsible are not taking ownership of that. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with uh, Shelby County Clerk Wanda Halbert, and we're talking about uh, uh, some of the uh, issues uh, that uh, that are going on uh, within the office, and of course, uh, some of the outside, uh, you know, interference, uh, you know, in reference to uh, doing your job on a daily basis. The Riverside Drive office. Uh, 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 yeah, Riverdale. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, th- that office has, has also uh, had a lot of conversation. There have been uh, several dates, drop dead dates, supposedly when it was supposed to open. Uh, as of yet, it still has not opened. Do you have an update in, in, in reference to that uh, office? Well, I will tell you there have never been drop dead dates as to when it was supposed to open. And Chip, if I may, I will tell you during COVID, literally trying to figure out how do we serve properly serve or best serve, you know, more than 1.2 million residents Mm -hmm. and additional 1 million customers inside and outside of the state of Tennessee. And I happen to notice that there were a lot of banking facilities that it closed down. Mm -hmm. So I thought what better way to serve the customer base for indoor, and outdoor drive-up, drive-through kiosk experiences. So we found a good deal, worked with a great real estate agent, Don Kennard. And when I tell you, our team was very excited to see the renovation. We, we decided on the layout of the facility, the colors, et cetera. Well, we waited almost a year for the furniture to come in. Mm-hmm. And even when with that, all of the furniture still had not come in. And I think it may be in now. But the bottom line is, last May, when all of this foolishness occurred with the license plates, and we did notify all of the news media. So if you didn't hear it, I don't know why. Uh But when the license plates stopped, the Chamber of Commerce, a representative from the Chamber, came to our office in two hours. And everything we do is always on video. You can see when they walk in and when they walk out. And they offered to help us with some summer employees who could help clean up the whatever that backlog that was created. And then at the same time, we asked them to assist us with securing 15 additional positions because at least we could get ahead of getting those employees, potential Riverdale employees, um, trained, and ready to roll out whenever the facility opened. Not only did we not get the summer in, in the summer employees, we didn't get the 15 employees either from the county. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we've been told now that until we fill every position that currently exists in the county clerk's office, which as you know, since COVID, employees are in, out, in, out. Sure. We literally sure. have seen it get higher and leave within a week because they got a five ten thousand dollar more pen job. So, so uh, clearly more challenges in terms of that. But is there any sort of uh, 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 plan in, in terms of uh, the, the Riverdale address as to you know when you might be ready to 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 serve the public there? 
We don't have a potential date for opening, but we are planning a soft opening, which is important because if you ever traveled in that area, uh, especially in the mornings, in the evenings, and when everybody's coming and going to work, sure, you know there's a tremendous uh, traffic jam often there. Yes. So yeah. we're talking about opening up two of the drive-up windows as well as two kiosks outside. So that would at least get us started. Uh, customers can enjoy that drive-up experience. But um, there are a few finalities that we have to complete inside of the facilities. Uh, and I can't specifically get into talking about that because if you think about the bank infrastructure, we've got to protect the integrity of the the uh, way that we're going to set up the facility on the inside and and, um, and uh, assist the customers. Well, listen, uh, you know, you've always been uh, very forthright and honest and open uh, about uh, where things stand uh, in terms of what you're doing. Uh, And you've always been able to uh, navigate uh, the various uh, outside issues that are that are that are uh, coming your way. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Uh, we've never had you before, and uh, the open the invitation is always open. If you if you want to call, if you want to come back on this show to give us an update or express any other things that uh, need to be uh, said to the public, you have an open invitation to this show. Okay, I will, Chip. And if I may say, first, I want to thank you uh, because you know being in in the office of any office where you're not afraid to go against the grain and challenge the status quo, that's not always easy. It's very difficult being in this position, especially when there may be others who have a different agenda. Mm-hmm. But when you all choose to elect us in whatever capacity we serve, we have a duty and a responsibility to not only be as transparent and as honest, full of integrity as we should be, but when we identify areas where those are challenges and problems with our elected officials, then we have to call it out and we have to make a different decision. I'm not afraid to do the right thing and I'm not going to back away from doing the right thing. I just ask my bosses, all of the voters of Shelby County, you've always trusted me. You know that I'm a hard worker and something obviously is happening here that's totally outside of our control, but with your voices joining us and making sure that Riverdale happens, then uh, we're going to push through this without a problem. Wanda Halbert, Chevy County Clerk. Wanda, thank you so much. And we'll talk down the road, okay? You too. All right, take care. All right, you All right, uh, that was a pretty uh, good conversation as we knew that we would have with uh, Shelby County Clerk Wanda Halbert. Uh, Thank her very much for coming on the show tonight. We're going to take our next break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to continue uh, with our conversation this morning about uh, uh, making a healthier you, a better you, and all of that kind of stuff, because it's, it's you after all. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We'll take a really quick break, and we'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. It's Real Talk. 
WYXR is supported by the On Stage at the Halloran Center 2022-2023 season, which continues in downtown Memphis. Experience live entertainment with music, magic, and more, including the return of Orchestra Unplugged and the Songwriter Series events. More information and the full lineup at orpheum-memphis.com slash onstage. Hey, I'm Will from Crosstown Brewing Company. We support WYXR 91.7 FM. A favorite beer is just like a favorite song. We feel something new every time we encounter them. Cheers to playing the hits and tasting the notes. WYXR is supported by Shell Days Music Festival, presented by Mempho, April 21st and 22nd at Overton Park Shell. Shell Days will feature two days of music with Trampled by Turtles, Southern Avenue, Leftover Salmon, Neil Francis, Paul Thorne, and Bailey Bigger. More information at memphopresents.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And, and welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this uh, Monday evening. A special shout out and hello to all of you who are checking us out on Facebook Live tonight. Really appreciate it. See my brother is checking in from California, and 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 Jay Worth is checking us out tonight too. What's good, man? How are you? Uh, Dana Owens, uh, Sheba Rando, Michael Harris, and the list goes on and on. Uh, Michael Henry and the whole. But thank you all. Really appreciate that. And I also appreciate my next guest now. Uh, you know, uh, healthy uh, living a healthy lifestyle is extraordinarily important, and it is very important to our next guest. Uh, she's a nurse practitioner uh, from the Methodist Medical Group, and her name is Regina Golder. And Regina, it's good to see you, and welcome to Real Talk Memphis. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, that. Now, uh, recently, uh, there was a whole week uh, devoted. Uh, to uh, quitting uh, some of some of the nasty habits that some of us, uh, you know, carry forth, which is smoking and vaping, and it was called Tennessee Quit Week. Tell us a little bit about it. I know it just passed. Tell us a little bit about it, uh, its function, and why it was so important to have. So Tennessee Quit Week was developed um, about eight years ago, and it's a whole week focused on helping Tennesseans decide to quit smoking Mm -hmm. or vaping, both tobacco use products in general. Um, There's websites, there's hotlines, it gives you information, coaching, counseling, ways to quit smoking, um, partners you with other people who may be trying to quit smoking as far as group um, chats and things like that. It's just a great resource all around. And like I say, we, we have a whole week where we really promote tobacco cessation. So uh, in, in doing that, I'm sure that there are 
statistics statistics to back that up. And uh, in, in terms of, uh, I mean, is it is it a statewide thing in terms of determining the number of smokers uh, that we have in the state, or is it is it more uh, localized to here in Shelby County? I mean, how how do you all measure that? measure the amount of smokers that we have or yeah 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 quit? i mean well well i mean well actually the number that that we have and i mean because i know I mean, yeah over eleven thousand tennesseans die every year from smoking and and or toxic substances um where whether it's vaping or smoking so in that standpoint that seems like a pretty high number for just the state of tennessee it does it does now now vaping is is, is something and, and by definition uh you, you know I don't, I don't believe it you know I, I'm not really too up on what it is. Can you basically sort of diagram, kind of let us know what vaping really is? Vaping is smokeless tobacco, okay, inhaling the products. So we like to, I mean, we do know that it's probably less toxic than smoking, but it's still not Mm risk-free. And ultimately, we really don't know all the long-term effects of vaping because we don't know all the chemicals that are mixed that we're inhaling when you come to all the flavoring and the nicotine involved. So it's smokeless tobacco, as we all know is readily available at all the gas stations and any flavor that you want, which makes it um, highly sought after for our young groups, our young teens. And I was going to ask you, uh, that, that sounds like that's the real appeal. Is it because it comes in different flavors that you can inhale and things like that? It is, and and you would you would be surprised, but a lot of people are really turned off of on the the smell of smoke, the taste of smoke, whether it's pissing and being around people, their clothing. So really, people turn to this, even like the younger generation, because they are turned off by the smell of it, and so they are using these these vaping pens in order to avoid that. And you said that this is primarily, this is something the young folks uh, uh, have really picked up on. And there's no real legislation or age in, in terms of this, right? I mean, they can, anybody can, who wants it can get it. Is that, is that? Well, no, no, it's or? got nicotine. So in the state of Tennessee, you have to be 21 to buy it. Ah. Um, just like you, just like you do um, cigarettes. But we all know that people have their ways of getting a hold of things much younger than that. And that's where we're seeing this new generation hooked on nicotine is because of the vaping that's out there. And I mean, we also see vaping and people trying to quit smoking. Okay, so that's another way that we see vaping is they think that that's a better way to quit smoking. So they're gonna go more what they think is clean and try to quit smoking using vaping devices. Sort of another option, if you will, in, in terms of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm wondering if that, that works because you get, you still get the the, the, the the sort of the same sensation in terms of the nicotine. That, uh, you still get the nicotine, right? yeah. yeah. Now they do have different ways of like turning down the amount of nicotine that they get. And I guess that's somewhat, can be somewhat effective, but you still have the risk for asthma and chronic lung disease. And of course, all the side effects of nicotine that you get, just maybe not all the toxic substances that you would get from cigarettes. So that, that's where we run into, is it really a, a good way to stop smoking? And we don't think it is. Yeah, lung disease and and, and, and and chronic chronic lung disease and things like that. Of course, lung cancer. Uh, you know, are, are these some pretty uh, uh, big killers in, in terms of uh, you know what we see you know annually here? You did mention that uh, you know eleven thousand people uh, you know are, are affected uh, you know by this in, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, that is a pretty high number for the state. Uh, how concerning is that? So I want to go back to where you mentioned cancer. Unfortunately, the, we don't just we don't just look at lung cancer. 
although we think that cigarettes just cause lung cancer, it's very high in producing mouth cancers and esophageal cancers and bladder cancer. It is yeah. a big um, cause of bladder cancer. So it's not wow. just lung cancer that that kills um, kills these folks. It's other cancers. It sounds like so. I mean, so and and all of that being said, uh, makes this uh, uh, really a pretty dangerous habit for a lot of people uh, who have been doing it for a long time. I know my mother uh, was still with us. Uh, she she smoked uh, from the time she was in her twenties, but she quit cold turkey at sixty five. And I, I mean, think that's I mean, she, good because. I was going to give you some statistics on cold turkey quitting. It's not very effective. <laughs> I, I was going to say, you know, most people don't have the, you have to have a, a great willpower, but, but, you know, she, she, I mean, she literally stopped when she turned 65, she stopped. I mean, I mean, and she never went back and she never had a craving or an urge or anything. I like admire, that. I admire those people who can do that because it's difficult. I mean, it is very difficult. And as a healthcare provider, I understand that 100%. Yeah. It's not an easy task that we are asking you to stop smoking for your health benefits. It's not easy, but that's why we're here for the support and to help. I would say on one final note, uh, I, I would say that uh, I'm sure you've had some folks, uh, maybe even have some today that are advocates for, for you know, having done this for maybe an entire lifetime and some of the maybe negative uh, health aspects that, that, that they were affected by. Those are tend to be the best advocates to tell folks, look, you know what? I mean, it may be cool. It may look cool. It may provide you with something that's missing, but this is really dangerous stuff and you really do need to stop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of the tools in quitting smoking is um, the behavioral health part of it. Get counseling and group group therapy. I mean, there's groups everywhere and they'll tell you, I've been through it. I know it's difficult to stop smoking, but look where I am today. There's so many benefits that you see even an hour after you stop smoking. There's benefits to um, things that happen in your body that will benefit you in the long run and benefit your health. Well, listen, um, we're very thankful uh, for, for what you do uh, as, a, as a nurse practitioner and what Methodist does uh, as a medical group and an organization uh, to help keep us uh, healthy and also uh, keep us informed of things that we need to know. Regina Golder, thank you so much for coming on our show tonight. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate the information as well. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Thank you. You have a great evening. So, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, if you if you, if you have uh, that habit, whether it's smoking or vaping, uh, there's a lot that goes along with that. If you have any questions about it, you want to quit. Uh, the folks at uh, Methodist Medical Group can help you with that. We're going to take our final break, a quick one, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about heartbeat CPR training certification and all the things you need to know right here on. We'll talk Memphis. We'll take our final break of the night and we'll be right back. If you like real talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest? or have a guest idea. Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. WYXR is supported by Minglewood Hall, presenting Mo on Saturday, March 11th. For three decades, Mo has been known for their musical synergy, showmanship, and song crafting. More information at MinglewoodHallMemphis.com. 
Support for WIXR comes from Cushman and Wakefield Commercial Advisors. They have provided client-driven commercial real estate solutions throughout the U.S. since 1991. More information at CushmanWakefield.com. At WIXR, we are committed to uplifting local organizations and businesses who are making an impact in Memphis. If you are looking for ways to spread the word about your business on air and want to support WIXR at the same time, email us at sponsorships at WIXR.org. Like what you're hearing? WYXR is a listener-supported station. Help keep the sound of Memphis alive by donating at WYXR.org. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis for this Monday evening. Chip with you. And uh, I just have a quick question for all of you out there. Are you uh, CPR certified? Show of hands, show of hands, show of hands. Well, if you're not, I have uh, my next guest is is here. And he's going to talk to us all about that. And he's also going to demonstrate it as well. He is Wardell Seals. He is the president and CEO of Heartbeat CPR and um, uh, Wardell, it is good to see you. It is good to have you. Welcome to Real Talk Memphis uh, uh, on this Monday. Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks for having me on, Chip. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, that. So, tell me a little bit about the company. Uh, you've been uh, doing what you're doing now for 30 years, uh, and uh, you've been teaching <laughs> folks about uh, CPR. <laughs> And uh, you've been certifying folks. So just tell us a little bit about about the company and why you decided it was so important to uh, uh, to, to to do this. Great, uh, absolutely. Harvey CPR. I really began training in 1978 when I moved to Memphis. When I started my business here in Tennessee, not only is it just here in Tennessee, but it's uh, all over. I travel all over doing local, state, and national conferences, mm-hmm. but. I, I got in. I'm also a paramedic, paramedic from the Memphis Fire Department. Okay, okay. So I, I started teaching people how to save a life due to, uh, as a paramedic, going into people's home, they had just known just a little bit about, you know, what could I have done to possibly save someone's life? You know, uh, a person has a heart attack and it occurs every 20 seconds with a heart attack death occurring every minute. Females over the age of 40 years old and a high risk of having a heart attack. So I, I saw it as my calling to, to begin teaching people how to save a life and what to do if someone wasn't breathing, if they had a pulse, or what to do if there was no breathing, no pulse. And it's just like, you know, driving your car. Your car doesn't have gas in it. It won't start until you put gas in it. It's sure. the same way with your heart. Exactly. Your heart has to have oxygen in order for it to be. But we've been in business, like I said, here in Memphis for uh, over 30 years. As a matter of fact, this is my 30th year in Memphis, been in business in April uh, 2023. 
So one of the big things that you do is obviously you, you're teacher. You know, you you say you you're a former paramedic and you've seen a lot of things and you and you teach this. And I, I thought it would be good uh, for you to sort of demonstrate a little bit, uh, you know, to the audience who's watching right now um, about how you do what you do and, and and some of the some of the trigger points and some of the things that people uh, uh, should recognize in in, in terms of uh, trying to resuscitate another human being. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, one, one of the things about, and if you notice, Chip, I, I have yet to use, let me put this up a little bit. I have yet to use the terminology of CPR. I, I tell people, most people that want to say, go start CPR, first thing they want to do, they want to start doing chest compression, uh-huh. which, you know, if, if the heart is already, this is the engine, if the engine is already running, and you start doing the chest compression or, or trying to make the engine run, you're going to make the engine stop running. So I tell people, it's about all just doing a good assessment. You find someone laying down, you know, you don't know what's going on. You, you got to do sort of an assessment. And that first assessment is, is to see what's going on. Hey, wake up, John. If John doesn't respond, either you or you have someone specific called 911. Uh-huh. Now, due to COVID, if you don't want to give the breath, you can go ahead and check for a heartbeat. So the American Heart Association, we have to invest in the managers, and they have they have the lights on them. Uh-huh. So the the lights, the green lights, going to tell you that you're going deep enough. That gold lights going to tell you you're going fast enough. So when we're telling people what to do, we tell them just to press hard and fast. And the simple way is you want to be in the center of the chest, and it's just like your vehicle. If you're on the tip end of the, of the uh, accelerator, it takes a long time for the car to go. But if you're in the center of the accelerator. If you press hard, that car goes. It's going to go. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So we, tell, we tell people to place four fingers up under the armpit, come across to the center of the chest. You raise these fingers up, and it's depending on ever how you want to hold your hand. You've got to do what's comfortable for you. There's no certain way to hold your hand because you're the one that's doing this. So we want to raise the raise the fingers up, straighten your arms out, and you press fast and hard. Okay, so you're pressing fast. Is there is there a certain number of... of, of, uh, of uh, that you do that in terms of uh, you know, well, the American Heart Association said you know when we had the people giving their breath, it was thirty breath. I'm sorry, thirty compression to two breath. Okay, you want to do that for at least two minutes mm-hmm. because when the when the heart is not beating, you know we have this machine what we call an AED, yes. a fibrillator. Yes, extra Matter of fact, this is what saved Hamlin life. You no know, shock in the heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very easy to use. This machine is going to So it walks you through, and I've seen a lot of places, a lot of businesses, a lot of organizations, groups, corporations have these machines now, and they are very easy to, and they kind of walk you through uh, the, the process, uh, don't they? Right. Yes, absolutely. They, they're all you have to do is once the machine, it has two pads. It tells you to place the pads. One pad goes here. And your other pad will go here. Mm-hmm. It shows you where to place the pad. Once the pads on the bare, it has to be on the bare chest. So if they have a, a top on, it has to be cut off. If they have a necklace on, you need to cut the necklace off with the scissors provided. And you just press the machine on. So, uh, in, 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 so in terms of all of this, uh, you know, clearly, uh, I'm sure it saves a lot of lives. Uh, in terms of certification, and I know that you would recommend that, that almost everybody uh, at some particular point of time be certified in CPR because you never know when you're going to be in a situation uh, in particular because the issues with the heart kill more people in this country every year than anything mm-hmm. else. So, you know, I would I would imagine certification is extraordinarily important uh, in, in, in terms of what you do. 
is, is very important. And, and once again, we, we, we try to encourage and suggest everyone get certified. Uh, even if your businesses, you know, some people say, well, we just need one person certified. That person might call in sick that day. That's true. And there's no one. So for every minute that a person having a heart attack, they lose 10% chance of survival. Now, let's say they had those cardiovascular risk factors like heart attack before, or they have high cholesterol, obesity, high blood pressure, diabetic. That chance of survival decreases. It's just like with COVID. You know, if you got those underlying conditions, your chances decreases and having someone save a life. Right. But this is why it's important that everybody, I mean, you might not be given 30 compression, you're just doing what you can until the paramedics arrive on the scene. Well, you know, you know, as 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 I look at this and I think about, you know, some of the positions some of the positions that I've held in the past, uh, one of them comes to mind is MLGW. And everyone who works at MLGW has to have, has to take a certification course, a CPR certification right. course. Uh, would you like to see more businesses uh, 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 offer this as a mandatory requirement? Well, so, so many people, uh, Chip, and I, I would love that to answer your question, but so many people are afraid, you know, hey, I might get sued. You know, I might, I might get uh, sued for not doing it right. So uh, that's, that's, this is why the training, the training is so important. Mm -hmm. And we try to keep our training very simple. So my goal is to not teach you how to save numbers. My goal is to teach you how to save a life. Absolutely. Well, listen, man. I, I, I was, I was excited to, uh, to, to, to have you on because this is something like a lot of things that we we take for granted in life. We don't think about mm -hmm. it. You know, if it doesn't affect you directly, you're not going to think about it and you're not going to mm -hmm. do it. Uh, this is a constant reminder uh, that you never know uh, from day to day or from minute to minute uh, when something like this uh, a valuable life-saving tool uh, will be utilized. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, listen, man, thank you for all you do. And, uh, and, and, and thank you for coming on the show tonight and giving us a quick lesson in, in, in how to save lives. And, and really appreciate you, uh, Wardell Seals, again, the president and CEO of Heartbeat CPR. Thank you, sir, for, uh, for coming on tonight. I really appreciate it. I learned a lot. Thank you so much. Great, Chip. If, if anybody's interested in taking a class, hey, yes, sir. 901 yes, sir. Yes, sir. 324 Say it one more time, Wardell. 901 324-8556. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for that. And thank you uh, for sharing your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Chip. All right. Take care. Uh, yes, sir. Well, that was a very informative uh, segment. And it's been a very uh, informative show. Now, uh, right after us, there's a live version of Talking Memphis tonight. And uh, there is a band that is going to be in this studio uh, so we're about to clear out of here as Bryn plays us out. Uh, but uh, I want to thank all my guests. Uh, I want to thank uh, Wanda Halbert uh, for being here. I want to thank uh, Regina Golder for being here. And, of course, I want to thank Mr. Wardell Seals for being here. And I want to thank you all for being here. Uh, Real Talk Memphis uh, is a labor of love for me. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I enjoy this show so much. And I hope that we provide information, uh, much-needed information for you, the community, and the public. If you like what we're doing, please... Uh, like, follow, share, and subscribe. Uh, not only uh, to us, uh, follow us, uh, listen to the podcast, get the podcast. So for uh, Nicole, for Lola, and for Bryn, and for myself, thank you, Memphis, and wherever else you are out there in the country. Truly, truly appreciate you and all that you do. Uh, so till next time, we're out. Have a great week.